what happens with the property if something happens to the property before we close? That's That's what we're we're talking talking about about today. Welcome to the Utah Real Estate Show podcast, the show where two agents and a lender teach real estate best practices by talking through mistakes we've seen and made. So let's say we're buying a house for a hundred grand. Just for for easy money. You let the buyers move in, they do $12,000 worth of damage, then they say, see ya. By the way, we're taking earnest money. Well, per the contract, they can because one, you should have never let them move into the house. Two, in section 20, it says that all damages will be covered by the seller. And then if it goes over 10%, it allows both parties to get out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Utah Real Estate Show. I am Tyler Kazair, Utah real estate agent. Jason Christiansen, mortgage lender. Eric West, Utah real estate agent. And today we're talking about another section out of the Utah real estate purchase contract, also known as the REPSI. Today we are talking about section 20, which talks about insurance and risk of loss. And those are really big words that basically say, make sure you get insurance on the house. Insurance is kind of a big word, but I think risk of loss are short words. <laughs> those are short words. So here's what here's what it really is. Like if something happens to the property before closing, not settlement, before closing, right? the seller's got to do something about it. Well, what about the insurance part of it? Well, that's who's going to cover it, right? So if uh, even like... So this gets Well, first of all, so the buyer has to have insurance on the home to purchase it. No. No. No, they don't. If they they have a lender? If... Yes. Okay. If they have a lender, they have to have insurance. It's true. During the period of the contract, the seller is obliged to cover any losses. Mm -hmm. It would be very wise of the seller to carry insurance of the property. Otherwise, they have to basically fork out dollars in order to mm-hmm. cover it. If they have a loan on the property, obviously they, they need to have insurance. And that coverage starts either at closing or prior to closing. For the, for the buyer. For the buyer. Correct. Now insurance companies don't like it to start before closing because it gets all fishy, but yeah, like double sometimes insurance. lenders might do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it comes back to, I mean, the whole reason why they don't want to do that is for the rare chance of something crazy happens to the house in those last few days right before it actually is, swaps ownership. Yeah. This is why you don't let the buyers move in early. <laughs> yeah. Buyers come in, thrash something, there's a 10% cost mm-hmm. to fix it from the purchase price, right? So let's say we're buying a house for 100 grand. Just oh, sure. for, for Easy numbers. money. Yeah. You let the buyers move in, they do $12,000 worth of damage, then they say, see ya. Sorry. By the way, we're taking our earnest money. Well, They're, per the contract, they can because yeah. One, you should have never let them move into the house. Two, in section 20, it says that all damages will be covered by the seller. And then if it goes over 10%, it allows both parties to get out, get out jail free card. Which may be good because like, uh, story time. We had a house under sale. We're the listing side. It rained, it flooded from the next door property, commercial property, and went into the seller's basement and flooded their basement. Luckily, the house wasn't completely finished. The basement wasn't finished. Yeah. Um, so it didn't, it did some minor damage, um, but very, very little damage. It did some more exterior damage on like landscaping and things. Yeah. But it was under that 10%. We told the buyers. The buyers did you have to were, extend the deadlines? 
we actually didn't. We communicated with the buyers mm-hmm. and we said, hey, look, this is what happened. We fully disclosed up front of what everything had happened. Um, and it's going to get fixed and we will cover it and it will survive closing. So we were making sure that it was yeah. taken care of. And then after that contract closed, um, we maintained uh, a conversation, a dialogue with the agent on the other side to make sure that things were happening and moving forward because that provision in there shall survive closing, that we, we cared a lot about mm-hmm. that and we wanted to make sure that it was done right. Now let's take, let's take a moment and think hypothetically here. Okay? <laughs> let's say that that house hypothetically was completely finished. Yeah, with, with a beautiful basement. Yeah, beautiful basement, had its carpets imported um, from Bobcat Fur in uh, wow. Italy. Oh my okay. So when the floods came in and destroyed so the Bobcats. the rains came down and the floods came up? The rains came down, the floods came up and destroyed the Bobcat floor. Fur. Right? Fur floor. Fur, fur floor. That was, <laughs> that was really fun to <laughs> say. Fish. Blue fish. Now it did, let's say it did $50,000 worth of damage. Okay, what's, right? the, That's, what's that, the purchase price? It was 400 and some change. And so okay. it, it wasn't going to be, this is going to be more than 10%. It's over 10%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now what happens in the contract is there's a decision to be made. Right. First of all, all of those repairs are on the seller. Mm-hmm. It has to be done by the seller. The buyer bears no responsibility to fix or 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 maintain any of that. Right. But because it was more than ten percent, the buyer or the seller have the option to exit the contract, have the money, the earnest money, returned to the buyer, yeah. and move on with life. Okay. So my kink in that story is there's no $400,000 house that's going to have bobcat fur floors. Okay? <laughs> so this is probably in like an $800,000 house and it was eight or 9% of the purchase price. Ooh. What if one party said it was over 10? And well, before we go that crazy, okay. the okay. buyer says, well, I like those bobcat fur floors. That's why I made it offer. Can't get that anymore. The seller says, well, I'll still repair it to as best as I can and it's going to be save equal value and we'll do this stuff. But the buyer says, I don't, I don't really want that anymore. Now I'm purchasing a home that's had, that's going to have these repairs done. My, that's where the master bedroom is. So I have to go live in a, yeah, I have to go live in a guest room upstairs with wool floor carpets and not bobcat floor. Par. So I mean, let's talk letter of the contract. So yeah. first, first letter of the contract, and then let's talk reality. Okay. What's really going to happen? Okay. So first, under the letter of the contract, section the, eleven. Yeah. Under yeah, under well, section twenty says the buyer or the seller can say, "I want out." But realistically, well, no, it's eight percent. Yeah, we're yeah, below. 8%. They they can say they want out, but it's oh, below the ten percent oh, okay. par. Right. And so they can't. No. They are yes. bound to the contract. Yes. So the buyer is going to search for some some clause in the contract, and this is going to bring it back to section eleven. Section eleven talks about representation. It, it, the prop, so the, you got your walkthrough, mm-hmm. and if it's not the way it was represented, as then represented, there's a problem. That's the language of the contract. It needs to be as represented. As represented. So the bobcat, the bobcat rugs are out. Carpeting the wall to wall, as it were, is no longer yeah. wall to wall, and they have. New Zealand wool rugs, which I would take. Those are really nice. Um, uh, but yeah, it's not as represented anymore. And so that now you have another discussion to be made that this contract mm-hmm. is not being executed. Right. It's, it's not, not being, being fulfilled. To. Yeah. And well, I was going to say, this is where you start to run into all those other sections in the Repsy of 
if the buyer only had two grand of earnest money down, <laughs> they say, you know what? That's worth the two grand loss, we're out. Yeah. Give it to the sellers. We're now the sellers yeah. can then, if they choose to, then go to court. Sue for Because it's been, we've been under contract for three months. It's taken off the market. We've yeah, been, yeah now no it's more than worth two of this, like we can go there. So <laughs> this comes back to that contract stuff of be aware of what you're going under contract with, what level of home, an $800,000 house with a grand of earnest money probably wasn't smart to accept anyway. Yeah. Um, not in this market, but we come back to what Tyler was saying. What's the contract say? The letter of the contract keeps them in the contract, but realistically, and this is what I wanted to return to, realistically, that's gonna cause a dispute. Mm -hmm. And either you're going to negotiate or you're gonna court. That's how this is gonna happen. Yeah. And so it would be wise of both. You're gonna court? I like court. Big. When they're not dating big, each other. Big word, big word Kazir here is gonna court. He's gonna court you. Referring back to section 15, it would be wise of both parties to come to an agreement to move mm -hmm. forward, right? That would be the best move forward. And maybe the move forward is, we're gonna put you up in an Airbnb, the seller is gonna put you up in an Airbnb. Um, until such time as the bobcats can be slaughtered sufficiently to provide the rugs, whatever the case is, They're right? An endangered species. Everybody's like, man, this bobcat. I feel bad for the bobcats. I'm sorry I chose this. bobcats I for this. Hair's long enough. Um, but it's like a Berber. Your alternative to that is you're going to end up. <laughs> the alternative to that is you're going to end up in uh, at least mediation, but most likely you're going to end up in litigation. Well, and and the only advice that we can get to at this point is. Picture yourself, if you're the buyer, what was if this happened to you as the seller? Like, I know you yeah. want that bobcat for floors, but <laughs> like, think about if you were the seller doing that side, like it needs to go back both ways because if not, somebody's gonna end up in court. So what happens if there's an act of terrorism? <laughs> from like you're your four-year-old or from? I don't know. What no, an act of terrorism. Like, have you had a four-year-old? Putin invades Utah. That's an act of terrorism. That's not covered by the contract, and it's probably not covered by insurance. Because, yeah. yeah, acts of terrorism, not covered. What did we learn? Well, my key takeaway is that 10% is the line. If there's more than 10% damage to a property, then, then both parties, the buyer and the seller, have the opportunity to cancel contract. The damage is paid for by the seller up until that closing date. Once the closing happens, it's the responsibility of the buyer. Before that, responsibility of the seller. It's much easier to negotiate colors of vinyl planking than bobcat fur floors. <laughs> we wanna know what you guys have ran into. Where are the crazy stories about yeah. these insurances or act of God things that have happened? A tornado come through and swipe out the home, right? Oh, that, is, that is actually a good point. So, yeah, and acts of terrorism aren't. if your insurance has covered that, did you have hurricane or tornado coverage. Interestingly, the contract covers acts of God, but most insurance does not. Yeah. yeah. So like, that's something to think of. We need you to drop those <laughs> stories. Okay. Go rate us in the podcasts. Tell us if you like it so we can continue to uh, answer your guys' questions. If you want to get in touch with us, shoot us a text at 801-228-7687. 
make sure you mention the show. You can email us at the Utah Real Estate Show at gmail.com. You can watch this show on YouTube and you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you learned something or if you really love this show, give us a like on YouTube and drop a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The Utah Real Estate Show is a production of Hive Collective at Presidio Real Estate with support from Security Home Mortgage. The NMLS number for Security Home Mortgage is 178787. The NMLS number for Jason Christiansen is 240472, Equal Housing Lender. Not only is this not legal or investment advice, but you should definitely talk to a pro before you make any real estate decision. Every situation is different and should be considered in context. Copyright Jason Christiansen, Eric Wist, and Tyler Kazair. All rights reserved. Talk to you next week. I didn't hear any counter or objection. <laughs> Acts of God. That's what we're talking about today. Dude, other state contracts are weird. Yes. Did you read some recently? Idaho. I read Idaho every once in a while. What happens if, uh, what? Hey. Start again. Hey, Tyler. <laughs> That's what we're talking about today. Don't do weird face things. I can see that. <laughs> How did you see that? <laughs> do, it again, do it again or I'm going to make Eric say the words. Hey. Hmm. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Tyler. Hello and welcome to another episode of the. Look into the camera. I, am, I always look at you. <laughs> you don't even realize. I know. Me and you okay. both are looking I know. At I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is your mesh for her, sir.